Hello everyone and welcome to the Dollars and Cents podcast. This is your host Simaira Mo and in this podcast I will be talking about one of the the best financial traders in the history of humanity. Um, this is a guy who made 500 million US dollars in one day. In one day. He made 500 million US dollars in one day in 1987. Um, it was an, during, there was one of the largest crushes in a day, market crushes in a day, and he made 500 million dollars for his clients and himself. He's, he started trading commodities on the New York Stock Exchange and he is regarded as, the, regarded as one of the top financial traders in the history of humanity. Today we have high frequency traders, today we have algorithms traded. Back in the day there was human beings trading. This is the guy, one of the guy that made headlines on Wall Street. Now I'm going to, I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right now, I'm looking at Wikipedia, I'll re- read, um, read his short biography. So Paul Tudor Jones was born on September 28, 1954. He is an American billionaire and hedge fund manager. So today he is a hedge fund manager. He uses a strategy called macro, macro strategies to invest um, all around the world. He's also a philanthropist. In the 1980s, he founded his hedge fund, Tudor Investment Corporation an asset management firm headquartered in Stamford, Connecticut. Eight years later, he founded the Robin Hood Foundation, which, he focuses, on, which focuses on poverty reduction. A brief um, review of his early life and education. Jones was born in Memphis, Tennessee. Paul Tudor Jones' father, John Paul, Jones practiced transportation law from an office located next door to the Daily News, a publication his family has owned and operated since 1886 and where Jack Jones was the publisher for 34 years. His half-brother Peter is, his half-brother is Peter Scott. Jones, Paul Tudor Jones graduated from Presbyterian Day School, an all-boys elementary school before attending Memphis University School for High School. Jones then went on to the University of Virginia, where he was a welterweight boxing champion. While at the University of Virginia, Virginia, Jones was president of the Sigma Alpha Epsilon Fraternity. To pay for tuition, Jones wrote for his family's paper under the pseudonym, uh, under the pseudonym Paul Eagle. In 1976, he earned a bachelor's degree in economics from the University of Virginia. In the 1980s, Jones was accepted to Harvard Business School, but did not attend. So this is a brief um, overview of his career. In 1976, after graduating from the University of Virginia, Jones asked his cousin, William Donovan Jr. for an introduction to trading. Donovan was the CEO of Donovan Enterprises, one of the world's largest cotton merchants. Donovan sent Jones to talk with commodity broker Ellie Tullius in New Orleans. Tullius represented some of the largest cotton traders in the world. Tullius, Tullius, forgive me, Tullius hired Jones and mentored him in trading cotton futures at the New York Cotton Exchange. 
Ellie Tullis fired Jones when he fell asleep at his desk after a night of partying in New Orleans. Many years later, Jones served as treasurer in 1986 and then as chairman of the New York Cotton Exchange from August 1992 through June 1995. At 24 years old, Jones became a commodities broker for EF Hutton & Co. While working at EF Hutton, Jones met, worked with, and became friends with Glenn Dubin. Jones' firm manages $7.8 billion as of June 30, 2019. Their investment capabilities are broad and diverse, including global macro trading, fundamental equity investment in the U.S. and Europe emerging markets, venture capital, commodities, event-driven strategies, and technical trading systems. I know this is a mouthful, but basically he trades all around the world and they use sophisticated strategies to um, diversify their their capital and deploy it in different markets right this is like some of the jargons that you hear them throw around but basically they're just getting the money that the investors gave them and investing it in different assets around the world the Tudor, the Tudor group consisting of Tudor investment corporation and its affiliates is involved in active trading investing and research in assets across fixed income currencies equities and commodities commodities, asset classes, and related derivatives and other instruments in the global market for an international clientele. The investment strategies of the Tudor Group include, among others, discretionary global macro, quantitative global macro managed futures, discretionary equity long short, quantitative equity market neutral, and growth equity. Basically, these are all the different types of asset classes and the types of strategies that they use. I know it's a mouthful. Um, to unpack it, I'll just say just different strategies and approaches to investing in different asset classes that they diversify and put their money into. So fees, although the ads fund industry standard is 2% per annum of asset under management and 20% of the profits. So every for so for the model, so the business model of ads fund is they take 2% of, of whatever principal that you give to them and they make they take away 20% of the profit that they make you. Although the ads fund industry standard is 2% per annum of assets under management and 20% of the profits, Tudor Investment Corporation charges 4% per annum of assets under management and 23% of the profits. In 1980, Jones founded Tudor Investment Corporations, an asset management firm headquartered in Stamford, Connecticut. Donovan and Tullis were among Tudor's first clients. In one of Princeton, New Jersey-based commodity Commodities Corporation's first external investment, Jones and one of his first clients, who was at the time a relatively unknown young quantity, was provided $30,000 to manage. So Tudor, that is Jones, used his experience in trading cotton to branch into other commodities and financial instruments such as stocks, index contracts, and currency futures. In 1987, Black Monday, Okay, that was a time he made a 500 million US dollars for his clients and himself. In one day, one of Jones' earliest and major successes was predicting Black Monday in 1987, tripling his money during the event due to large short positions. So he took, he took short positions. He predicted that there was going to be a crash and he bet against the crash. Okay, and he was right and he won. He made 
plenty of money, I would say. Okay, in 1987, betting on a crash in the United States stock market, Jones Tudor returned 125.9% after the fees, earning an estimated $100 million for himself. Peter Boris, second in command to Jones at Tudor Investment Corporation, anticipated a crash in 1987 by mapping the 1987 market against the market preceding the 1929 crash. Tudor, in, Tudor achieved greater liquidity and thereby flexibility to Jones' chairmanship of the NYCE's Finex subsidiary. Jones, with his colleague Hunt Taylor, was instrumental in the creation of Finex, the financial futures division of the New York Board of Trade, and in the development of their U.S. dollar index futures contract. In 1990, as the Japanese equities bubble was bursting, Jones returned 87.4% to shorting the market. So this, this is what these hedge fund managers do. They like to predict that there's going to be a crash and then they bet against it. So once you predict that there was, there's going to be a crash, you go, because is the thing, when you make such a prediction, it's a very bold prediction. Not a lot of people, because the market is everyone buying and selling the same thing. So you're saying that everyone, you're betting against the consensus and you're being right. So when you win, that means that you're betting against the consensus and you're being right. Because it's a zero-sum game. Trading in the markets, playing in the market is a zero-sum game. If you lose money, that means someone else took your money. So wealth is neither destroyed or created, it's just transferred. In 1990. In 1991, Jones closed the Tudor Select Fund, a futures fund, and returned investors' capital. So in October 2012, it was announced that Glenn Dubin, Paul Tudor Jones, and Timothy Barakat were among a group of investors buying the merchant energy operations Louis Dreyfus Highbridge Energy from Louis Dreyfus Company and Highbridge Capital Management, a New York-based hedge fund. The new company was named Castelton Commodities International. As reported in Market Wizards and the Press, Jones' futures trading style and beliefs as follows. Contrarian, attempt to buy. Contrarian, attempt to buy and sell turning points. Keeps trying the single trade idea until he changes his mind. Fundamentally, otherwise he keeps cutting his position size down. Then he trades the smallest amount when his trading is at its worst. Considers himself as a premier market opportunist. When he develops an idea, he pursues it from a very low risk standpoint until he has been proven wrong repeatedly or until he changes his viewpoint. Swing trader. The best money is made at the market turns. Has missed a lot of meat in the middle but catches a lot of tops and bottoms. Spends his day making himself happy and relaxed. Gets out of a losing position that is making him uncomfortable. Nothing's better than a fresh start. Key is to play great defense, not great offense. Never averages losses, decreases his trading size when he is doing poorly, increases increase when he is trading well. He has mental stops. If it hits that number, he is out no matter what. He uses not only price stops but time stops. Monitors the whole portfolio equity, risk in real time. He believes prices move first and fundamentals come second. He doesn't care about mistakes made there seconds, made three seconds ago, but what he is going to do from the next moment on. Don't be a hero, don't have an ego, always question yourself and your ability, don't ever feel that you are very good, the second you do, do you are dead. Jones' global macro trading style is based primarily on technical analysis as opposed to value investing. So he's, he's a, he's, he doesn't use value investing like Warren Buffett and um, Carl Icahn, 
what his approach is basically trading the market so he uses technical analysis if you see like when you talk about trading you see these charts and you see you know these these patterns going up and down that's what they do they study these patterns and they make trades in the market um as of november 2019 forbes Mag magazine estimated his net worth to be 5.3 billion us dollars making him the 343rd richest person in the forbes 400 and the seventh highest earning edge fund manager so in 2019 tudor jones and his wife joined the giving pledge when tudor jones and his wife joined the giving pledge they said we were both raised in the church and cited several bible references so that's a basic overview of his biography i hope um you know if you guys want to learn more about paul tudor jones you guys can go on youtube there's some good resources about some of these investors and their trading style basically they so you see one approach is often not better than the other in, when it comes to investing when it comes to investing it comes down to your risk tolerance how much are you willing to take how much can you take it comes back to i mean how much loss can you take how much risk can you take and you know it comes down to your due diligence have you done your research have you done your homework and investing in things that you understand not in things that you do not understand so that is basic um basically the that is a basic overview a brief overview of paul tudor jones uh, biography Thank you all for listening and see you all in the next episode.